Hey, Casey. Time mm. for the podcast. No, I don't want to. Casey, we record our podcast. We send it out into the world so people can listen. And we enrich people's lives. I don't want to. This is the way. <sighs> this is the way. Can you say that one more time for the people in the back? This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Talk Nerdy to Me, Baby, where we are talking about the season one entirety of The Mandalorian. No. (laughs) Where our own little baby Yoda is deciding to claw up the couch. Yep. This is the podcast. If I knew how to make the helmet distortion sound, I would make the helmet distortion sound. And instead, you get bleh, 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 bleh. Um, I see. What was that? I said bleh, 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 bleh. Ah. Mm, uh, with my hand covering my mouth. Ah, uh, like Foley work. Foley. Yeah. Guess what? He wears a helmet. Guess what? He does. <laughs> <laughs> For like 98% of the show. Yep. About... And we are going to talk about 100% of the show. We are. You know what that means. Coffee. And spoilers. Coffee and spoilers. Uh, Yeah, so we around, I don't know, when was it? When it came out? Around? Uh, We missed by a couple days. We started on Thanksgiving. That's right. Because we watched. uh, The first two? No, there was. I mean. We watched the first one together and then yeah. decided, no, we're not going to wait for each other. We're going to watch the show. We have so many shows to watch that in the time in which we get together, we needed one less show. Let's be real. We Dawson's Creek this one. I don't want to wait. Uh, I, this is my this life. There's going to be a lot of these today. Uh, I have Dawson's Creek jokes. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to see is try and fit as many as I can. We'll see. We'll start a counter. <laughs> They're happy to use you as part of their campaign to get their own reboot. Yep. It'll happen. And it will be extra drama and extra gritty. And then all yep. those actors will be busy. Phillips. <sighs> so the Mandalorian. <laughs> so the Mandalorian. It's a, it was Disney Plus's flagship original show, right? Yep. It was the one that they promoted everything. And a bounty hunter ship. <laughs> and so what it is is uh did you spill yes again hold please and now i have clean up this clean up <laughs> <laughs> i cleaned up the coffee but now my brain <laughs> that's why i was trying to drink the coffee and now it's spilled and now my brain will never wake up so the mandalorian we got disney plus for thanksgiving yep because we we're like let's watch a christmas movie so there's a Disney Plus original Christmas movie on it called Noel. Yes, which we are not doing an episode about. No. Uh, but it had Bill Actually, Hader. we can put it on together. Ready? Yeah. It was cute. It was fun. Bill Hader's in it. Yeah. And Kendrick. And, the, so, and that one guy. Yeah. Me. And Shirley MacLaine. Yes. The end. The end. And it, now 
Yeah. The Mandalorian. <laughs> and the Mandalorian, which became my other obsession after the Noel sated my Bill Hader obsession that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, happening. Finally yeah. got you to watch Barry. That's true. Um, but we are not talking about that. We'll probably talk about Barry after season three. Yeah, we probably should. And we could do a recap of everything. Everything. But The Mandalorian, which is why you're We're here. We're teasing you so much. With all of the stuff to come in the new year, including New Year's. Ah, Mandalorian. So, so what did you expect? Uh, Kind of what I got, actually. Really? I was expecting more of like a, you know, a Mandalorian is... Most of them are, at least the remaining, remaining, remaining ones are usually like bounty hunters. And Did you so, want your coffee too? I have my coffee. Thank you. Uh, it's, yeah, I was expecting like a bounty hunter show and I was expecting them to lean a little bit more into like the space western kind of thing because it's like, wah, wah, wah. like I expect them yeah. to lean more into that and boy did they. Yeah. Um, Each episode is like basically ripping off, not ripping off, but like. Space, it's a trope. It's a, uh, a Western movie. Like, the, it is a spaghetti Western as a space opera. Yep. It's a spaghetti opera. Think about that for a second. Uh, I don't want to wait. Space no, we're spaghetti? moving on. <laughs> space spaghetti. <laughs> Vomit on a sweater already. Space, space spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was very surprised at how much I liked it. I don't like Boba Fett. The hype around Boba Fett just gets to me. Or Star Wars. I like Star Wars. You always tell me I don't I like- I just need an excuse to sip my coffee and that felt as good a time <laughs> as any. I like Star Wars. I don't like it as much as I like other things, but I do like Star Wars. This is probably my favorite Star Wars since the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, I like the prequels. I was fine with the newer movies. I didn't like them nearly as much, mostly because they gave in to the ship pressure, and I'm just like... Cabin pressure. (laughs) Yes, baby Yoda sipper. So, okay. (laughs) I know there's a thing that's like, what baby Yoda meme are you? You would definitely be the sipping of the soup. Uh, I'm definitely the reaching the. Eh. You are the force. Yeah. Uh, you are the baby force. Yep, the baby force. The baby force. Uh. So. So we watched. Episode, yeah, episode one. We watched that one together. Uh, it's the only one we watched together. Is it? <laughs> yep. Oh wow! But we talked after everyone. Yeah. So episode one, you know, you're getting some introduction. To everybody, he's going on a mission. And things are cool. Uh, and no one in the cast that was announced is in it besides the Mandalorian. That is true. <laughs> uh, and is yeah, it, it was... No, the robot. Oh, yes. The, no, the, IG-11. Yeah, so Taika Waititi. So, spoiler alert, uh, directed the season finale. And the season premiere. And not a spoiler, because it's not a surprise, Amy spilled coffee again. I was trying to get the kitty away from the mic. I'm just having a day, okay? You know who also had a day? IG-11. Because he kept trying to self-destruct. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a running gag of the series, and it ended up being foreshadowing. Yeah. Instead. Much like the aggressive motorcycle is foreshadowing <laughs> for lots of noise. Uh, or so, a speed race. 
Yeah, I... That's one thing that actually really worked about this show. Like, almost every time was the humor. And yeah. there was... I will say, that is something I did not expect. It had Marvel humor. humor. It did. Uh, which is, you know... Something I can appreciate. Yeah, it's partially John Favreau. I think is responsible because John Favreau also kind of set the tone for humor in Marvel. He did because um, if you watch the two that came out at that point, uh, much as we actually just did before watching this, uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, the one that actually took off had humor in it. Yeah, and John Favreau. <laughs> I was like Robert. De- oh no, this one does not have Robert Downey Jr. No. I would not say no to Robert Downey Jr. in yeah. Star Wars. We can have another. He can have another iconic character in Disney that's not Doctor oh, Doolittle. Let's just take a moment to recognize the beautiful thought of Robert Downey Jr. being in Star Wars. I'm here for that. Like 100. Like, give me that over a lot of things that are coming out right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it'd be so good. Uh, but yeah. But we get Pedro Pascal instead. Yeah. Who I really like. Yeah, I do too. And this, like, just solidified it. And look, I have... I know you don't like... Bo- uh, Bo- Who? I almost said Bobby Yoda. <laughs> Boba Fett. Yeah, I like sorry, Baby I've got, Yoda. I've got Baby Yoda on the brain. I've got always Baby, have Baby Yoda fever. Yes, I do. And, and the I hope only it never cure goes down. is more Baby Yoda. Indeed. Uh, so I had no beef with... I almost said Baby Yoda again. <laughs> I have no beef with Boba Fett. I know you don't like him, but I'm just like indifferent about it. I think his armor is pretty cool. I like Mandalorians in general, so I was pretty interested in the show. It, uh, my dislike of Boba Fett comes less from... It, it's another one of those that the um, that the fandom ruins something for me more than the actual thing. Are you fair. drinking the coffee from my pants, Arwen? Yep. <sighs> so, I got no beef with him. I understand that you don't like him, but this made me instantly, like within the first episode, within the first few minutes, I'm like, oh, I like, this dude's already cooler than, mm-hmm. because one, he has a personality. Uh, this is always important. <laughs> no offense, but also offense. Uh, and two, like, he's not afraid to get, not afraid is maybe not the right thing, but he gets roughed up a little bit and he's not perfect. No. And he's not like this, like, I am super statuesque and no one can hurt me no he dude gets knocked around a lot he's so i can actually compare it to something that we mentioned earlier in the podcast to bring it around in a circle dawson's creek no oh barry (laughs) so like my with my favorite episode of barry is the one with like the singular camera fight um and with that he like you see him get worn down and you see him have to like him breathe harder because he's exerting himself and doing all those kind of things like a person. And that's actually one thing that like is best about the Mandalorian is he's a person. There's something under that yeah. helmet. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we don't get to see it until spoilers, 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 the very last episode. But you get like a person. Yep. He's a per- like he's not just a character. He feels like a real person that you would run into. Yeah, and in Star Wars. the other thing too is like I'm I'm tired of like I mean it, it works like you can be cool and and strong and badass and like I, I'm a stoic character and uh, I am I have my strength in silence, but it's like 
Yeah, but that doesn't work for a main character of a show. No. Especially the title character. But also, Because like, it doesn't leave you anywhere to go. Yeah, it's also, like, not interesting. So that was something I was like, hopefully, and with John Favreau, I'm like, I don't think you would do that. But, you know, you, I mean, you don't want to make your title character uninteresting. No, or one note. So, like, in Iron Man, and I'm probably going to reference Iron Man a few times with this just because we just watched it again. Yeah, and also... It's a John Favreau university starting with a dude wearing a helmet. Wow. Dude's got his thing. <laughs> and it works for him. But so like in, in Iron Man, you see Tony Stark, him at the beginning of this movie versus him at the end of the movie. I always forget that's who he is because it it's such an, a drastic character change even within one movie. And so the Mandalorian, like from what everyone's expecting, which is what we got with Boba Fett, which was like a kind of stoic cocky bounty hunter um we get an actual person who's just doing what he was raised to do but he evolves into epic space daddy and <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the first episode ends with you know he's he's just like any other thing he's doing he's got a uh bounties supposed to hunt down i believe in the first episode they're like they pref- they want him alive mm-hmm. they want the target brought in alive um i think it was both it was both, but I th- I think the they pre- preferred the preference alive. was alive. Yeah, but dead is also acceptable. Yep. Uh, and so you're you're like, okay, there's gonna be this. It's very space westerny. It starts in a uh, saloon, basically. Yeah. So we're gonna get you know uh, a showdown, and he's gonna take the dude in because we know that Mandalorians, or at least the ones that we've seen, and have we those tables. So he's gonna hot tie him. <laughs> and we know that the person they're after is 50 years old. Yep. Uh, and so. Yeah, even knowing the existence of Baby Yoda before I saw the episode, yep. I was not expecting that. No, uh, I had so. not. Here's the thing: I knew a Baby Yoda existed. Yeah, me too. I had not seen it until okay. watching that episode, and very few things can pull out my heartstrings that way. Like I saw a picture and I was like, "Oh, that's cute," but just like seeing it, it just ignited yep. the Baby Yoda fire within me. But yeah, so he he finds out that his target. Is a baby. It's a baby. A 50-year-old baby. And it's like, dude, are you going to kill a baby in your first episode? And you you expect, because it's a bounty hunter show, let's ignore the fact that it's made by Disney. like, And Disney has certain things that it's probably not going to do. Um, That, you know, he's just, he's doing a job. But instead... He does not. Well, he does. I mean, and he takes he it with not. him. <laughs> he takes. He doesn't shoot it, and he doesn't feel like he can shoot it. And he has a very like ET moment with the little baby. Yeah, uh, and then in the second episode, and destroys Taiko uh, Taiko Watiti. Yeah, which was funny. Like, I love the having a bad day. I will now initiate self destruct. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so like then from even right then it's just like. Okay, this is, it's got some humor to yeah. it. Uh, in the sense of, it's kind of like why I like Rogue One. It's like, it's a dark, gritty, down to earth. It just looks real. Mm-hmm. And everything feels and looks real. Yeah. And Versus. Um, literally grounded, because there's a lot of dirt. <laughs> yeah, and it, it feels more like how I expect, like, the wear and tear of, like, space that's not 
in this type of universe, especially after the fall of the Empire and all that kind of stuff, which is the time frame in which this takes place, which they establish pretty strongly right away, um, versus the shininess that I feel like was one of the weirder parts of the rebellion in, like, uh, Rise of Skywalker or Last Jedi. They had so much shiny stuff. Yeah, I thought you were meaning more like how everything is in the prequels where that too also the shiny but yeah well, it's just yeah so but that's expected because that's during like the heyday yeah versus like when everything's been a lot of brown a lot of like earthy dirt. colors yeah. yeah and everything is dusty everyone is like a little dirty yeah uh i forgot where i was going with this uh, uh he got the baby yoda he rescued the baby yoda yeah that's all i ever think about uh so he's they take the baby and it turns out oh, yeah. that old empire people are trying to use the baby for something and we don't know what and we still technically don't know at all what it's going to be i have theories i have plenty of theories about why they want the baby yoda but basically um we get the sense that it it's for nefarious purposes and the mandalorian won't let you like won't leave the baby there because he has a heart and it's sweet i like Round of applause for Pedro Pascal, who can, like, show so much some with people, no face. Some people can act their way out of a box, and apparently that's, like... He can you know, act his way out of a helmet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that That is the challenge. Sure, you can act your way out of a box, but can you act your way out of a helmet? And if you're Pedro Pascal, the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> I think and I, the fact that we don't see his face makes, like, throughout the episodes, the well, more we get... And it's it's a testament to the writing and the direction, like everything around the show, but especially on him, is like sometimes all we get is a shuffle, like a movement in his shoulders mm-hmm. or a gesture with his hand. and Or his breathing. Or his breathing. And I know exactly what he's thinking and what he's planning mm-hmm. just based off of that. He's really good at speaking with his body and like... I know I said breathing, but that's just because, like, he's really good at, like, showing a life in this metal suit in a different way than, like, Robert Downey Jr. had to in a metal suit. Because we saw his face. Yeah. Uh, And so, episode two, we have a train robbery, like, classic, right up on the horse. Which the best thing of just seeing the little baby in the little, like, speeder. Little pod. Little little speeder pod. Little cradle pod. Yeah. Just, like, zooming along along behind, just watching as the Mandalorian, like, climbs this Jawa ship. Yeah. Uh, And, like, falls over to the side and, like, barely makes it up and, like, avoids the hazards and... the, The ability to take two things that aren't like real human faces so a helmet and a puppet because the baby yoda is a practical puppet and be able to show the evolution of a relationship which i found out apparently when they were trying this out they shot it both ways Mm. they shot it uh with the puppet and uh cg cg and from what i from what i heard uh they were shooting a scene with Werner Herzog, the uh, the Empire dude that he was yeah. takes the job for, which he's also a uh, renowned like German uh, filmmaker. Uh, but he was probably like, dude, Star Wars is cool. Apparently, like when he saw the puppet, like he cried a little bit. 
Like, it's so... He was so happy with it. And then when they tried the CG, he was so upset and distraught. Like, he's like, no, basically like, no, no bring it back. Bring, bring me the puppet. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I can only hope that the plushes that they're going to release are as cute in person. That's why, like, I know you pre-ordered one. Yes, and I you did. pre-ordered... I pre-ordered everything. Everything. <laughs> but I, I will hold back until I see how cute the actual plush is because i would rather have a plush but if it's not as cute as baby yoda I mean, that is that is the tallest of orders i'm sorry i will not settle for less <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes so we get the rescue of baby yoda we get to hear some of the empire saying their spiel about you know yada yada ignore what we're doing because we're the bad guys and you're a bounty hunter so you shouldn't care and little well do done. they know <laughs> that uh the guy they hired is mr cares a lot (laughs) (laughs) and also i mean they it doesn't take much like just to not kill a baby just requires a little bit cares at all (laughs) uh but the second episode we have him uh baby yoda save his life because he would have died yeah i mean let's be fair he should have got the Jawas instead because I just the, the my only beef with that part of this episode is it was just trying to defend its babies. I agree with you. It didn't so Jawas are little little shadowy yellow eyed dicks and uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. Jawas used to be kind of cute even though they're like little mischievous things. But after that episode, I'm like, nah, screw you, screw you. You screw had all them the kill. A thing just so you could eat one egg. Yep. And you didn't even like... you come near me as a Jawa, I kick you in the face. Because you're teeny. I can reach your face. If you were tall, I could also reach your face. (laughs) So, yeah. That was the second episode. The... uh, Uh, Which was the, like, fetch quest episode. And it's also the episode where we're introduced to... Queel. 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 Yes. The little old man. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds like you're saying quill in a funny way. Yes. And Imagine he's like, great. for like uh, people in Guardians of the Galaxy going like, quill. <laughs> but I will say, one of my other favorite things from this show was quill and his... And the fact that they didn't have to put any makeup on Nick Nolte's face. Wow. I meant more the, I have spoken. Yeah. You can bet that that's going to make its way into my vocabulary. Oh, it has for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you get this uh, another grounded character that's just like, you know, on on a on a relatable level. He's just a dude, dude, and he does a really nice thing. Like he he even like he fixes his ship for him because yeah. he's stranded and he's stuck there, and he's like, how much? Basically, like how much do I owe you? And he's like, nah. Well, he was like, I just wanted to live a peaceful existence because I was more or less a, a slave, an indentured servant, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I found a planet once I got my freedom to rest on, and it was ruined by these things, and you fixed that. So, thank you. This is my way of saying thank you. We're even. But money, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, yeah, we have met... Two of our band of misfits to revisit later in the series. Yep. Uh, 
Next. Episode uh, three. Episode three, which is... Is it the planet? Uh, which planet? With the forest? Uh, I believe so, because... Yeah. Uh, episode four, I think, is the village one. Okay, then. Right, so episode three. Uh, we had to double check, because I, I, I'm doing... We're doing a lot of... They're doing these episodes from memory, as far yes. as the order. I remember the episodes, but sometimes I have to remember which order it is. So, yeah. It makes sense. He saved his life, and then the, he goes back, and he's like, all right, I'm going to turn in the baby mm-hmm. for cash. Yep. <laughs> for that sweet, sweet brick thing <laughs> for yes. credits. Uh, I mean, it was quite a few bricks. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, strangely enough, Looper, uh, the Ryan Johnson movie. Oh. Uh, they use their currency as like, basically like gold bricks. I remember very little of that movie, except that I really didn't like it. I did. That's okay. It is okay. We are allowed to like things. We Guess are. what we like? The Mandalorian. Uh, so he goes back and... We can have a whole episode about the couple things that we disagree about. <laughs> and uh, so he gets... Uh, I, th- I think it's before he gets the, the Mandalorian armor. Well, he get, he turns in the baby. He gets the silver. He brings the silver back to the armor lady, who's like also one of my favorite people in this show. Yeah. Because armor lady is awesome. And gets all of his armor. And he gets the silver coat plating. And it's when he's going to get his next job that he's like, I need to go get the baby. Yeah, it's the shopping episode of the, yes. of the campaign. Because <laughs> he basically he comes in with his new armor and he asks, what what are they going to do with the child? And yeah, he's, he's like, like just, you're yeah. not supposed to care because you're a Mandalorian and a bounty hunter. It's get the prize, get the money, get out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I like, he just, and, and that's another thing about his character. Once again, like he's, at person, because he's just like, by the way, what are they going to do with him? And he's trying to, like, he says it away, and it's kind of like, not that I care, but what are they going to do with that? And they're like, you don't need to know. And like, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to kill him. Or something. Yeah, they're going to hurt him or they're going to kill him and or both. And he's like, you know what? I don't think I want, I don't think I want to let that happen. No. So he goes back and... Gets semi sort of betrayed by his Carl Weathers friend, Carl Weathers. <laughs> uh, Grief, uh, I believe is his name. And yep. uh, who, like, is just one of those, like, opportunistic dudes. Um, he reminds me, he's the he's the Jane of this, of this band of people. Oh, Firefly Jane. Yes, yeah. Firefly Jane. Yeah. He's, he's the he's, Firefly Jane. Which... And we'll get there as we go along. He ve- he he very much starts out that way, but I can see that starting to change a lot. Oh yeah, well I mean that changes for Jane too. Yeah, but it, he goes from like I'm gonna I'm just gonna be on the winning side, because if you're in that business, I get it. You need to survive. Yes. Because I was thinking about it, I'm like he's getting old, so also the in only that way, universe. Yeah, the only way he's made it that far is by surviving. Yep. Uh, he has to make sure everyone on every side likes him. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, so he ends up, this was not a Western, but this was, uh, I think it was, uh, was, uh, Stranglehold or the the John Woo movie. Like there's a John Woo movie with, that started the whole slow motion bullet time craze where he's holding a baby in one arm and a gun in the other and he shoots his way out. Oh, Mm. Uh, I don't know. That's like his iconic movie. Uh, a hard-boiled stranglehold is the game. Hard-boiled, I think, is the name of the movie. Oh, but yeah, it's sure. it's what got uh, 
I think it was Chow Yun Fat into like the mainstream too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the iconic Welcome thing is. Welcome to Casey's Encyclopedia of Movies. Uh, he's he's got a baby in one hand and a gun in the other, and he shoots. There's a shootout, and he makes his way out holding a baby. Okay, but was it as cute as the baby Yoda? The baby was covered up. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. So no, and even if it was a a cute baby, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was definitely like an homage to that. And then he gets his buddies. This is the one where he gets his all his buddies to, to show yeah. up and all of the other Mandalorians are. I'm trying. I I can't quite understand their motivation other than like they are in support of their brethren before anything else. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like well, that and I think at that point they because he when he goes to bring the armor he he tells them that it's a baby, like he tells them that it's a child. And the thing about Mandalorians is they seem to really take foundlings or, like, children that, you know, are left behind yeah. very seriously. Because, like, in the shootout where that we see in the flashback all the time where the Mandalorian was taken into the Mandalorians, um, you see that, like, even if everyone was fighting, they take the, the lost child. Yeah, I think that's, like, part of their tribe. And I think, I mean, I can't tell you, like the Star Wars history, the lore of like, this is how they were started. But I'm pretty sure like, that's how most of them came to be is like that. I don't family. really think they reproduce. I think they find. Yeah. It's not like a, cause like at one point they're like, aren't you, aren't like the Mandalorians from it's Mandalore? It's kind of like, uh, for any, it all connects, uh, to those who saw the Dr. Sleep review that we did. Yep. Uh, which also has Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. It does. <laughs> but uh, the the idea of making family. Yep. Family is the people you surround yourself with. And so, like, that's how a lot of them... I think that's how a lot of the tribe came to be. So that's why they have, like, a special spot in their armor for <laughs> uh, that type of thing. But also, it's, it's, so it's an element of that, but also just like a... All right, we look out for our own. Yep. And so... In in some cases, for some of them, it was kind of like a no questions asked kind of thing. Like, yeah, and it and as we find spoken. out, <laughs> as we find out later in the series, it it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, because it pretty much ends the the station of Mandalorians on that planet. Yeah, which are theoretically the way that they talk about it. Some of the last Mandalorians. Yeah, they. That is, yeah. They, there's not a lot left. Yeah. It's very. If there's ones outside of what's left on this planet, it's not many. Yeah, it, I'm honestly surprised that there's that many because that's something that they establish with like the. They don't really go into detail with the original trilogy, but like, they're the Mandalorian heyday is long, long since past. past. Yep. Uh, so the fact that there were that many and we got enough to get that cool battle where it's like all of them helping out yeah that was really cool um but episode four yes my favorite my favorite episode too yeah uh there's uh, one there's another one i really like but this one is probably my favorite just because of just everything about this was it was mwah. yeah it was great character development one we get in introduced to the lady wrestler lady mm -hmm. I, I don't remember her name yeah it was only like briefly mentioned i think yeah because uh, all these people only have like basic this, this episode more than any other this is the, has the highest amount of pathos yeah and also it's the western standoff with yeah it's the, straight up magnificent seven yeah 
It is the Magnificent Seven episode, which I like that. I like that as a story. I mean, that's probably why Seven Samurai is like considered one of the best films ever made. Is I mean, that's where they everything stole it from was Seven Samurai. Yeah. Uh, it so basically the Mandalorian comes to a planet that he thinks is going to be quiet enough to not detect any trouble, which we see in the prologue of that episode is not the case. No, uh, because there's some old Imperial soldier people. Um, that had nothing to do with what he's doing specifically. Yeah. Um, that are just like taking over and stealing stuff. They have an, is it an at at? Uh, or it's the other one. The the machine. The walker. They have the walker. The, yeah, at at is the big one. Uh, the mini is the walker. Yeah. Um, and basically we see them like terrorize this village, and it was unclear until like the start of the episode whether that was like. Before, yeah, like, I thought that was good. At first, I thought it was the the flashback episode, and I thought it was like uh, the you know, origin like, of the Mandalorian. Yeah, or they were introducing another character, and like the little girl that survives was going to grow up and be something a, a major character. I thought possibly Ming Na Wen's character. Yeah, that's what I was thinking at first. But then we quickly see that no, that's not the case. It is it is present day, present day, and we stumble across one of the other ones of the promo art band of people. Karadine. Yeah, her. Uh, Gina Carano. Which she was a MMA fighter who got into acting. She was in not. Movie starts with an S. I looked up again. I don't know. Uh, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. Basically, uh, it was like the star-studded cast, and then she was the newbie. Okay. Uh, and it's like a thriller. Like everyone's trying to hunt her down. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's all right. We can talk about it in the meantime. Uh, so oh, no, I always think it starts with Haywire. That's the that's that's what it's called. It's called Haywire. I don't know. I always think it's like. Something else, but it's called Haywire, and uh, it basically that she that was her first acting role. Um, he Steven Soderbergh liked her, and he's like, "I'm gonna put her in this." And so she's been in some action stuff since then. She was in Deadpool. Uh, she fights Colossus, and she's in Fast and Furious Six, I believe it is. Mm. Uh, so she's super actiony, and so I was like, "All right, well, she's gonna be." Super badass person in this too, and I was not disappointed. But she also has a heart. She does. She's wow, a look human at being. All these people who have depth of character. Wow. Who knew you needed that to make a compelling story? Right. So one of John the- Favreau. Does. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. So one of the reasons that this was my favorite episode is because we get so much character development, like with the new character, as well as with the Mandalorian. And his, we learn about the Mandalorian and, like, their reasons for not taking off their helmets. And we get more of, like, a how serious that is to him. And we also get the first actual removal of his helmet without a face. I think it also has the most... I mean, it is character development. But also, it's the most meat for him as an actor to chew yeah. on. Like, he... It shows why he's so guarded and just... The there are scenes like with him and the lady that are just very palpable yeah. and like I think it's probably got the strongest acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like in the season. I like the lady because the lady, it it, and I feel so bad calling her the lady. I'm sure she has a name in the episode. She is so. Uh, 
uh, she is from Westworld. She's one. She's from an episode of a couple episodes in season two, but she's in probably one of my favorite episodes of season two, uh, which is about a Native American character in Westworld that is trying to, even though he's you know an android or whatever you want to call him, he's trying to find his his lost love. He's trying to find his way back is that to the his one lady from love. Doctor Sleep. It is another <laughs> connection. Yeah, I was about to get there. Another connection to Doctor Sleep. Wow. Wow, you should listen to that episode too if you haven't. Yeah, it's available wherever you're listening to this one. Yeah, just go. So go back <laughs> after. After. Uh, but yeah, like so she's she just brings an element of humanity yeah. to it, and and she I really like. So the Mandalorians are. She has putting, chemistry with the helmet. <laughs> but yeah, but like the Mandalorian is basically like a religion. Like, and she has such respect. Like, yeah, she tries to be like, you know, she can see, like, but again, beneath the helmet and see, like, his struggle with, like, taking care of this kid and, like, doing things that are not quite in line with, like, the code of how he was raised and giving him other options while respecting the fact that he has these, like, things that he stands up for. And that, but then also at the end of the day, she's got all these little like small rivers around her, but she's still thirsty. She's thirsty for that Mandalorian. Ouch. <laughs> oh, that lady definitely has the hots for him. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it for as much as we can tell, the Mandalorian seems interested in her to an extent. We really don't know, like, physically, what the Mandalorian is whether he feels physical attraction whether he like experiences that well, he definitely has emotional depth i think that it's it's fitting and appropriate that we mentioned that we thought this was like possibly his village yeah uh because there is a similar look and also i'm sure it's like a similar feel yeah like i feel like to him it feels like his hometown yeah that's why like he was comfortable lying low for a little while and i wonder like because when you see the connection with the lady, there is, like, that that's, that idea that it would become a romance. But I also wonder if he, like, just sees a little bit of, like, not only just himself in her with, like, the fight and all of that. But, like, his mother, because she's a mother and she protects her child the way that his parents tried yeah, to protect It's It's one of those things where it's, like, a classic rom-com thing. Not classic, but it's a rom-com yeah. element of, like... Oh look, our kids are playing together. Let's get to know each other while yeah. they're having their play date. Yeah, <laughs> the the kids really like the little baby, and he eats a frog. Yep. Just the. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're so cute. No more frogs for you, though. <laughs> is that, that that's the sipping tea episode? It is the sipping. It is the sip. I think it was still soup. I'm. It is. Everyone's like calls it tea, but I think it was technically soup. I mean, yes, it's soup, but like. Sipping the soup. Sipping the spilling the soup with baby Yoda. You know, I feel like somebody sipped some soup in Dawson's Creek at some point. Uh, I had to bring it back. <laughs> but You yeah, had I, to? Yes, I did. And then we get our classic standoff of like, I'm going to teach you how to... Defend your village. Yeah, we got to make a man out of some of you. <laughs> uh, and for, for some reason, she knows how to fight. Yeah, I mean, it definitely did not seem like her first time. No, and it's so it's curious because we don't really find out why she knows. And part of it does seem to be like an in, excuse me, an instinct. Yeah, but she, when they, he asks if anyone knows how to shoot, she's the it's only like, one that raises her hand. Yeah, 
So maybe we'll we'll get some more of that later on to see if like maybe. oh she because I'm wondering if she used to also be part of something something yeah uh, yeah and the the shootout at the end everything was cool and you know he's like oh there was a tracker I'm I brought this another character development yep. thing another thing for him to chew on oh I brought this on there I like these people they treated me really well and they were very hospitable to me. So I have to leave. Yep. Otherwise, they're all going to get killed. Yep. I, I do think he he consistently forgets that they're tracking the DNA of this baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you knew that there were a bunch of different trackers. It's you a, knew that it was after the baby. It's a classic thing in, like, superhero movies and all these things where it's just like, I can't help but feel, and I know it's my fault, but I just want to have this normal life, but it always catches up to me. Yeah. Uh but I did, they do a really good job with it. And so now is a point that I would like to mention that almost all of my, a lot of my favorite episodes uh, in this season and in the show were directed by women. Yeah. Because uh, that one, that episode was directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Who's daddy. Who daddy. Directed Solo. Uh, just swooped in at the last minute to make sure that Solo could still come out. Uh, but yeah, it was, I think it was her first time directing. Wow. And she did a good job. She did. That was my favorite episode. And yeah. it was really gorgeously shot. Yeah. I the I liked the scenery. I'm a big fan of standoffs. I'm a big fan of hatching plans and doing like the tricky tricky trick tricky stuff. Last stand. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those kind of things. And so it did everything like note perfect and I enjoyed it immensely. Um and then the Mandalorian leaves. Yep. As we know he's going to because he still has half a season. Yeah, we should say that he was planning to, to leave the child there. Because he's like, he seems really happy there. Uh, so I I think I feel safe leaving him here because he's got a cool lady to look after him. Yeah. Uh, but then when he finds out that there's the tracker on him, he's like, oh, okay, yeah. Or it's... when he remembers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he has to take the child with him. And he seems all right with it. Yeah. Because that's when we see him, like, playing with... The, that's when we see him start to become a daddy. Yeah. Daddy. This episode's going to say something like Space Daddy. Yeah. Uh, number one Space Daddy. Yeah. So that was Sorry, episode four. Sorry, Anakin. You are not number one Space Daddy. No, you're not. Uh, so that's number four. Number five. Oh, yeah. So number five is... Ming Nan Wen. Yes. Which I expected so much more from me with me not one. This is probably my least favorite episode of the season. I would agree. And and it's funny to say that because it was just okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but I, I think, my least favorite episode is just okay. Yeah. So I think the reason that this one didn't hit so like high for me was a couple things. One, I was really anticipating me not one being in this series. And then you just kind of went like bleep. And didn't do much, and so I'm always disappointed because I want all of Ming Nan Wen all the time. But also because you separated the Mandalorian and the baby in a way that was just like a plot, like a we need to not have the baby here right now way. I mostly agree with that. I think that he still, it was an episode to show that he's still new with this thing, this whole parenting yeah. thing. Uh, so. He's still got a little bit of that uh, cold shoulderness to him. Yeah. Uh, well, because he didn't even actually leave the baby. Like, he just left the baby. Yeah. And like, then right, the lady finds him. Yeah, she's like, dude, you can't leave him. And they had a moment where she's, 
played by Amy Sedaris, who was great. She's like, dude, you know you can't do that, right? That's rule one. You don't just leave the baby. And he's like, but he's like 50 years old. <laughs> and like has these crazy powers. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't leave, leave the, the baby. baby. <laughs> uh, and he goes on another job. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, Carl Weathers likes to get him like one more job. One more, one more job. job. Oh, God. One more, more job. job. So he... Uh, and he goes on with another bounty hunter. Dude. Yeah, who's super green. Yeah, and also, I just was... Like, every time that guy did something, I was like... Ugh. Yeah. He sucked pretty badly. And Mandalorian knew it, too. He's like, this dude's new. He sucks at his job. Ugh. And he's able to be, like, sweet-talked... So, like, I guess the other reason, and maybe this episode will be better in, like, hindsight after the next couple things. Because, one, maybe Ming-Nan Wen's not dead. Because we... I don't think so. Because she followed, like, she gets shot by Mr. Green. And uh, then we see some feet appear. And we don't know anything about the feet. And that's actually the end of that plot line for this whole season. Which I get. Because the rest of the season has to deal with, you know, the overarching plot that we set up in the first couple episodes. But... Mr. Green is stupid and runs off to also to, like, go take down the Mandalorian so he could... Yeah, he's in. like, oh, I'm going to be super cool. First, he, like, destroys the tracker. So he's like, haha, I'm useful. You need me. And Mandalorian's like, crap, I have to hang around this dude for more of this episode. Yep. Uh, and then he's like, ha, I'm going to be smart and I'm going to kill the assassin. Haha, I'm super cool now. I'm a smart bounty hunter. So let's throw that out the window and try to kill the Mandalorian when he's unsuspecting and does not work out for him. No. And, like, and shoots me on when and runs away. And we don't see him again, do we? Or do we see him try to get... No, he kills him. Oh, that's right. He does. Wow. Mr. Green was just so pathetic that I forgot that he even died. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like... Mandalorian's like, really, dude? You're trying to fight me? And he kills him. (laughs) Yep. Um, and then, but I, I think the open-endedness of the plot with Minon Wen and the boots, I think was probably why I felt a little unsatisfied. And so let's, let's take a quick detour on that. And a lot of people think that that was Boba Fett. Yep. And to me, like, I, I understand why you think that, but I don't want them to bring in Boba Fett. No. Because like, it is all but confirmed that Boba Fett didn't die in the Sarlacc pit. There's so many memes and so many things about it, but it is generally understood that he did not die in that. So he's out there somewhere, and I'm sure like they're going to have to bring him in at some point, at least for like an episode or something. But I just, I don't, I understand because I've actually been that person for a large chunk of my life where it's like, no, I'm starting to do my own thing and be my own thing, and then you're going to bring this other person in, and then kind of mm-hmm. not steal a spotlight but just like take away what i've worked for yeah and i feel like if if they bring in boba fett even a, personally i think even at all it's going to undermine the whole show and undermine his character i agree but fortunately the foundation is already much stronger for the the mandalorian 
I mean, he's 100% more interesting than Boba Fett. Yeah. And so if they all. try to bring Boba Fett, I'm like, no, dude, I don't care. I like this dude. He's cool. That's that. Like my, my big worry was that they were going to like bring him in sometime around the finale for like some reason. And, and I was, and it would re- also feel very shoehorned. Yeah. You know, there's no reason like Boba Fett has no bearing and no point yeah, for any of this story. He doesn't have a relevance. No. And that's what, like, it very much could have been, and it seemed like some, like, with these high-profile actors that they were just bringing them in. Like, look who we got for this episode. But as we quickly see, there there is relevance and there is reason. We may not know all of it yet, but they they start to, in the later episodes, bring it all together and mm-hmm. tie it all together. Uh, but yeah, so that was the weakest episode for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it comes back swinging it and... One of my other favorites of this season, The Heist. With Richard Ayoade. Yes. As, as, a, as a droid. As a fly droid. He looks like a fly. <laughs> yeah. I just, I heard him say a thing. I was like, hmm? is, is, is that? And it was. Yeah. I you, adore Richard Ayoade. Me too. And you saw this episode before I did. Uh, and you were like, there's uh, some people you'll probably recognize in, in this. Yep. Uh, and I was like, okay, let me guess. Because I heard the voice and I was like, that sounds like Richard Ayoade. Uh, and the other lady looks like Natalia. I can't remember her last name. But she is. She was in Game of Thrones and she has Tonks, Tonks. from Harry Potter. Uh, and I was totally right. And she was having fun. Yeah. I, I, I liked her. I hated the guy who played her brother. Oh yeah, he was I super hated it. <laughs> it was so gross. I hated him. And you had uh, Bill Burr, yeah. who was one of just a long string of comedians put in a more serious role, usually like a much smaller role. But uh, like the first episode had Brian Posehn randomly yeah. for a few seconds. Again, we had Amy Sedaris uh, and others along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horatio Sands was also in the first episode. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting he's in there. Yeah, it was all just kind of like throwaway characters, but it was just interesting that it was like, we're going to put comedians in this show for no reason. I mean... Hello. I mean, the first episode was directed by a dude who's like a, a funny dude. He worked with a lot of funny people. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so it was just a fun heist episode. It was... I still stand by the image that I made in, and I put it on Twitter. Of oh, the you son of a bitch! I'm I in. Mean, yeah, it was very much like a classic. Uh, getting the band back together for one last heist. Let's do a heist, and you can't trust anybody, and rightfully so. Uh, and they were definitely using the Mandalorian for his particular set of skills. Yes. Uh, and then they try to betray him, which doesn't work. They're like, oh, he's got, he's gone soft. He's got a kid who, uh, props to baby Yoda for rolling stupendously on all of his stealth checks <laughs> in this episode. I love seeing sneaky baby Yoda. He just like peeks yeah. in from everywhere. He's, he's spying in, he's listening in, he's eavesdropping, doing all the things and proves once again that he can hold his own. Uh, but he gets... He has one spell slot, and once he uses it, he needs a long rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was super fun. Uh, you have uh, Mark Boone Jr., who is Bobby from Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. and he had a part in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of familiar faces in this episode. Yep. Uh, 
and yeah again bill burr was actually i really liked bill burr in this episode uh like he just fit really well in that group um and i didn't realize until the only person i didn't recognize was clancy brown as like the devil looking dude yeah uh for mr krabs for those of you who don't know clancy (laughs) brown is uh yeah it was just super fun i i remember laughing out loud which is Something I don't do a lot when I'm watching an episode or watching something by myself. Mm. Like, I was going to say, just, you laugh a lot when I'm with you. Yeah, it's a weird thing if you if you notice, like, you're much more, you're much less inclined to laugh out loud when you're by yourself. Mm. Like, laughing at something uh, is something you're more inclined to do when there's more people around. Mm. Studies have shown. Oh. It's a true thing. Maybe it's different if you're someone who talks to yourself a lot. Pat, pat, pat. (laughs) Since they can't hear it. Uh, Yeah, so it was a super fun episode. Lots of twists and turns. And the Mandalorian proves his street smarts. Yep. Uh, So it was just... This was one of just characters being able to be characters. And I always like that uh, in shows. They just got to go... Everyone got to go over the top and just have fun in this episode. Uh, Nothing we haven't seen before. It's things we've seen probably like a million times, but they do it so well. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was one of the most, it was one of the episodes I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just super fun and also shows that he's different now. Mm-hmm. And it is showing the effect that that Baby Yoda has on him yep. and that he's maturing and growing up and changing. And he's just Even like, Even though yeah. he's already like 40. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like I think his, I don't know how old Pedro Pascal is. He's around there, uh, but he's definitely late thirties. Yeah, but it's like yeah, no, he's like that doesn't cut it for me anymore. And they're like, oh, this dude's he's he weak. He cares about things, yeah. So therefore, he is weak. And then he's like, okay, I will outsmart and take down all of you folks. See, that's that's the other thing that I really like about the Mandalorian is it it's such a healthy view of masculinity. Because mm-hmm. one, you don't just have a guy be a badass. There's lady badasses. There's people who are badass without being like trained fighters and all of that and still being very feminine. But you also have a showing of masculinity that's caring and nurturing and And that is and his strength. Yeah. And that that's what makes him like a great person. So everyone else in this episode fails because they in their masculinity or their humanity I guess. their trickiness they're like oh caring is for the weak yeah and that's why i look out for myself even on my team like they betray each other and in the end they're twisting and turning and trying to change and change sides and everything is what ultimately leads to their downfall whereas he's like i did not change my opinion i have been a solid rock in my love for my baby <laughs> And so my little green baby. everyone else is slithering around. He's like, I haven't moved. <laughs> Are you saying that everyone else is a snake? Yes. Especially the snake people. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that ended up being his biggest strength yep. is his ability to care. Yeah. And he doesn't kill them either. No. And whereas most Mandalorian, or even him, not that long ago, probably would have killed yep. them. Uh, he seems to have a little bit more of uh, a soft spot or leniency 
with the lady because they seem to be like a former flame yeah. of his. And or a former something. We still don't really have any idea what kind of history the Mandalorian has. Yeah. It's it seemed like his ex is trying to booty call him. He's like, nah. <laughs> I don't know. It it seemed see, the way that it read to me was that she tried like tried on him because she seemed like someone who would kind of use that power yeah she was definitely a, like a femme fatale yeah kind of thing. and it seemed a bit like she was rejected the time so it seemed it read less to me like a former flame than a, a person who was re, like rebuked yeah. and bitter yeah i see that uh and so whether anything happened there or not uh it's another testament to his maturing as a character because his biggest temptation as far as what seems to be possibly romantic is with the lady in the small town village yep um so yeah i i really enjoyed that episode uh and then we divert back to the plot. Yeah, there's like, hey, we're going to connect all this together. And sort we're of We're bringing the band back together. Yep, and sort of a two-parter. And to me, this that was like, there was one moment that was like the pinnacle of the season. Yeah. And it was just simple, like, it was the I know a guy kind of thing. Yeah. In this case, a, uh, I know a, a badass lady. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, I know a guy in the form of Queel. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, He's even in the case of that guy, he's not a fighter, but I trust this dude. Yep. He even said, like, I trust this guy. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that Mandalorians do. And he even trusts him enough against what he feels is his better judgment when uh Quill reprograms the uh bounty hunter droid into yeah. a nursing droid. And uh that was another thing we I think it was in this episode, we see that uh, these two are gonna blur together in my brain. Yeah. He I think this is when we, we get to see like the battle droid that was about to kill him yep. and like basically kills his family. Yep. Uh, and so that's why he's very apprehensive with droids yep. in general. Uh, so He has a history. Yeah. Another thing of him guarding himself. Yes. Um, and as we are slowly being introduced to like the person behind the mask, we actually get to see behind the mask. And... That, That's next episode. Is it next episode? Fine. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> First episode, uh, we get the plan. The plan is hatched to uh, trick the Empire into thinking that they're giving over Baby Yoda. Yeah. So it's like the uh, the best way to do it is to to keep the, the baby safe is to bring the baby, or so they think. Yeah. But, like... But surprise. Use them as bait. Surprise. It was going to be a double cross, but the but baby, then, what, um, as introduced in this and then shown later in Rise of Skywalker, the Force can heal. The baby heals mm-hmm. Mr. Dude. That's right. Episode seven, it was our pitch black episode. Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. I, oh man, I did watch that and go, oh, where's Riddick? Yeah. <laughs> I was wait. we were waiting. You were also waiting for a, a bald man with glowy eyes yes. to show up be like, they almost killed you. <laughs> Keanu? <laughs> I sure, I'll take Keanu. <laughs> uh another let's have a moment for Keanu in Star Wars. <sighs> okay, back. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh yeah, it's like 
that's also when we, we get to see a little bit of character development in one of our side characters in the form of grief, where he's like, hmm, I was going to betray you guys. But look, this baby is so sweet. Yeah. And my other dudes were going to betray me. But nah, you guys are cool. I like the baby now. He saved my life. And more importantly, my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and so he murders the two other people. Yep. And is like, okay, this is what we need to do. And Mandalorian's like, no. <laughs> it's like, you're welcome. Those guys were going to betray you. And they're like, weren't you going to do the same thing? Yeah, but I, I'm not going to do that anymore. My arm's better. They're like, fine, you can stay. <laughs> uh, and so... Character actor Carl Weathers, you can stay. <laughs> and so they take the empty space pod and go to... Uh, finagle a deal with the big bad of the season. Mr. Moff. Mr. Moff. And uh, Quill races back on his little uh, Tyrannosaurus Stegosaurus thing. His Stegahorse thing. It looks like a fish. It's a fish horse. It's a fish horse. Um, His (laughs) seahorse. And tries to get back to the ship in time uh, while the standoff happens. And Moff is pretty much like, nope, I'm calling your bluff. Give me the kid. I'm going to get the kid. While he sends his stormtroopers after uh, Quill. And Quill dies. Yeah. It's very sad. It was very upsetting because they scoop up the baby and we see him uh, dead. Because it was like, dang it. Like, I really like this guy. And he doesn't have a lot of screen time. he's an old man mentor in Star Wars. Oh, how unfortunate for him. <laughs> wow. They always die. Man, the it wasn't the Empire that was the the most dangerous thing about you. The most dangerous thing and dooming thing about you is you old. Yeah. You went old. <laughs> you are old in Star Wars. Yep. They always die. Which tells me that uh, we have him for now, but grief ain't gonna be people will be grieving for grief before too long because he's getting old he is aging pretty well but he gonna die at some point yeah he's old. but he's probably gonna be like the emotional death of like season two or something yeah so i'm not expecting him to last for much longer no because he old well he stayed on the planet but so uh we end with the standoff of them being trapped in the the old yeah. bar we got we've got a classic like uh Butch Cassidy. Ban- yeah, like our, our banter of two people, uh, seeing seven psychopaths, then it's just the, the banter between the bad guys uh, kind of a thing, uh, who was played by Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, is that who they were? Yep. Because I was okay. like, I couldn't figure it out. And so I looked oh, up. the two stormtroopers? Yeah. Okay. I am not a swearing person. But F those two people <laughs> who keep punching a baby. Yep. And they quickly get effed uh, as soon as they get through their little Watching that, banter. I watched that episode with my mother. The amount of time we both cursed at the TV <laughs> every time they punched a baby. Like, the F is wrong with you, dude? Like, and I was just like. Kill them, kill them, kill them. Oh, and they do. And they do. But, yeah, sorry. The thing that offended me most in this entire show was that they kept punching the baby. Yep. Uh, 
And if you want to evoke an emotion out of your viewers, mess with Baby Yoda. Yeah. And it's going to it's gonna get your audience riled up and you will see quick swift justice <laughs> applied to them. Yes. Uh, so we get that and the baby gets uh, taken away from the stormtroopers by Nurse Droid. Yes. Nurse Droid. <laughs> Sounds like... I just think of a robotic nurse joy. I know, right? Um, So we have him save the baby and make it back to where the standoff is happening. Yep. And uh, so they they manage to escape and he's he gets the Mandalorian gets wounded uh, and he's like, go on without me. Let me die of warrior's death. 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 (laughs) Death. Let me die of warrior's death. Keep the baby safe. I trust you. And they're like, dude, you're fine. Quit being a baby. Just take off your helmet and let the dude, let the droid fix you. He's like, no, I can't. It's forbidden. They're like, ugh. Well, we're going to go off. We're going to go off and not die. Yep. And the nurse, but then it's like, it's a pretty touching moment with the nurse droid being like, I am like, I can't, the guys, I'm, I can't let a living creature see me without my helmet off. And he's like, I'm not a living creature. Which is such a lie. Yeah, but also, he's like, I have your loophole, but also, you about to care about me a lot. I'm Taika Waititi. People love me. <laughs> and so, we finally see Pedro Pascal's face for the first time, uh, all beat up and stuff. And he looks like Pedro Pascal. <laughs> he does. He does indeed. It's funny. He was not like, recast as the non-helmet voice. Yeah, it, it's funny that, like... We all know he was just going to look exactly like Pedro Pascal, but yet we still just want to see it. Right. It, but it's also like you start to have like a picture of the Mandalorian in your head that looks vaguely like Pedro Pascal because yeah. you know it's Pedro Pascal. Yeah. But then like you see his face and you're like, oh, yeah. It's Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. <laughs> um, and so he heals him. And, and he's, he's definitely got that helmet hair. Oh, he got it bad. He got sweaty helmet hair. Yeah. That's why I'm like, dude, like he's when, stinky. When's he's going to get a haircut? Yeah. Like. How does she cut his hair? I mean, we know that he takes it off to, like, shave and stuff when he does decide to shave. Yeah, but you can see that it's really hard to cut your own hair. So, like, I'm betting that some of the wackiness of the hair that we see under there isn't just because it's a sweaty helmet hair. It's just poorly (laughs) cut. Wacky fun antics of haircuts with Mandalorians. (laughs) (laughs) Mini episode. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But, yeah, they make it. Oh, yeah, the one thing we didn't mention. Yes? As a very small thing. The baby... In I think it's the 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 village episode. It is at the end the, where he puts on like, tries to put on the helmet. Oh, where he tries to put like a bowl or like a bucket on his head, and <laughs> the Mandalorian's like, "We'll get you one if you want one." Yeah, it was really cute. I'm sorry, I had to go back. That was also the I know the village one is the little he like takes he unscrews the the like, like joystick top the old space uh Labor? gear shift yes <laughs> it's like here play with this <laughs> um but yeah also oh end of this episode i was like where is the seatbelt oh yeah because there's none but anyway we get that uh he's fine so they escape and they get really stuck quick in the side lava thing about that yes really quick uh it is funny you mentioned that because in i'm still getting to the end of the star wars jedi fallen order game uh, and anytime before you're about to land, the dude who is about quill size and has a similar kind of attitude, uh, before you land, he always makes you sit down and strap yourself in. Nice. He always, you have to put on your seatbelt <laughs> before you <laughs> land. 
It's funny. He doesn't make you do it but whenever you jump into hyperspace. It's just landing. But he's like, we're here. Put on your seatbelt. Um, the one thing we didn't mention is that they do seek refuge with uh, armor. Armor Mandalorian. Yes. And find out that every other Mandalorian except her took off their helmet and left. Yeah, that is true. So that was the other thing is like that whole thing that went on with the baby and the standoff before with all the Mandalorians led them to because of being like gone after by these stormtroopers that took over this town, they took all took off their helmet and she says I assume some of them got off planet. Mm-hmm. So there is the chance that we might run into some unmasked Mandalorians uh, later. What was it? The uh, ham? The heavy armor Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> the big beefy dude? Yeah. The the chunky boy Mandalorian? The chunky boy? Yeah. Uh, it was cool and I like that she got a thing where it could have easily been like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And it's like, no. She, she just kicked just her like, ass. I got this. Yeah. She kicked the ass of like four or five stormtroopers. Yeah. And I like that it's not always just blasters and stuff. It's like, no, I'm going to beat you over the head with this. I did enjoy of the FU stormtroopers hitting the baby that they were trying to shoot a can. And they couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I, I saw a thing recently. It was like, uh, and they, there's an alarm clock that you turn off by with this little gun and you shoot it with a laser. And then it's a, a stormtrooper holding his face in his hands. He's like, I haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Okay. So, so they escaped to the lava river. Yep. They're like, well, the only way up is through. We got we to gotta hobbit. We got a desolation of smog, this thing, and ride the lava river. <laughs> and so for some reason, the droid that was steering it is broken, so they can't well, stop Yeah, because she shot it. No, she shot it after that. She shot its head off. Yeah, when it wouldn't stop. <laughs> it wasn't stopping, so she shot its head off, and it still wouldn't stop. <laughs> so we have what is the second sad moment. Yeah, because they know. They're like, well, they're going to be waiting for us, and they definitely were. Uh, and then you have the uh, big circle. Yeah, we have the T2 Judgment Day moment. Where the robot goes into the lava and yep. sacrifices himself. Which spoilers uh, for T two Judgment Day. <laughs> um, which is uh, a circle back to the first episode with the droid, where he talks about self destructing all the time because that's his protocol. He can't be captured. Yeah. He talks his way into the being captured protocol. Like the Mandalorian's like, no, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. And he's like, no. I have to do the thing. Yeah. So that way he has the ability to self-destruct because he can't be captured. So he walks into the wall of stormtroopers waiting outside the lava. And then he explodes. And then he explodes. Just like... And you will see the big... Darn you, Taika Waititi. Like, he is so good at making you like his characters for just really quickly and very strongly. Like, yeah. But also you see the baby Yoda watch. I know. Like, that kid's seen some stuff. That 50-year-old has seen some stuff. I think I made a comment of, like, that baby's going to need so much therapy. Yeah, that was my immediate thought when I saw that episode, too. It's just like, ah, this kid, man, seen so much crap. Uh, And then they get attacked by Moff Gus, which is what I'm calling him. (laughs) Uh, He tries to shoot them with a, um, a TIE fighter. And then Mandalorian's like... Okay, guys, season finale. I got this. 
uh, and gets the jetpack he got from Armor Lady. Yep, he he leveled and up. And we also learned his name in this episode. Yep. That he has a name. Yep. I don't remember what it is. It's a D and a D. Yeah. He's DD. I want to say Dim Sum, but that's No, not. it's BB and DD. Yep. Uh, no. <gasps> Daddy. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Oh, we were talking about... Please repeat it. Yeah, we were talking about the Mandalorian, Siri. Here's the Mandalorian. Okay, bye. <laughs> that is what we were talking about. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he takes some, takes, gets the jetpack. pad. He, he leveled up. Uh, he, you have unlocked He has chosen the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unlocked a higher level. Yep, and we get what's basically like a car chase. Yep. And it's super fun. I loved it. And he takes him down. Uh, Which is... Like the scene in Iron Man with the fight with the planes. Yep, takes it down. Uh, doesn't check for a body, which is always the mistake. Yep. He escapes. Uh, then you have grief and the lady. Uh, Kara. Kara, who stay on planet, and they're like, "We can." The stormtroopers are gone. This town's gonna be great. Yeah, it's safe now. Uh, and he's like, "I'm gonna set up shop here because why not?" Literally, like, his reason is, why not? Yep. Uh, and then and the Mandalorian leaves with the baby and doesn't put on a seatbelt. <laughs> and it seems to have finally uh, gets told before that this baby is now its charge and that unless he introduces this baby to its own kind uh, or if the baby chooses to become a Mandalorian, uh, he is more or less its de facto father. Yep. He is Space Daddy. He is a Space Daddy. He's hey, like, let's Space Daddy. <laughs> How's it hanging, Space, Space Daddy? Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's looks like they're off to search for more Yodas. Yeah, or whatever these things are called, and maybe the baby will get a name. Yep. And well, his see- name is Cute. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny name. Who's this? Cute. Well, yes, he's cute, but who is it? He is cute. Okay, but who is he? He's cute, adorable. Okay, what's your name? I am cute. <laughs> I, I am cute. <laughs> I'm uh, Batman. I am cute. cute. <laughs> I am Groot. I'm Batman. I am cute. I am Groot. <laughs> oh, God. I think you got stuck in a, in a loop. A oh, Disney no. loop. Oh, no. Batman's Disney? Oh, man. They are a monopoly. Right? I, I would expect eventually. Yeah. Eventually, they will consume... The Disney blob will consume DC. Yes. And Warner Brothers. But we see that Moth... Moth... Moth. Moth. Sure. Uh, is not dead. Nope. And he has the Dark Blade. Ooh. Ooh. Which has some connections to... I think it's Rebels? It's got some connection to, like... Oh, the last person that had it was this. I, I haven't seen some of those shows, but I know it's like connected to the other yeah. things. I've also seen. It was though. I will say this: it was cool, but it, it looked hella fake. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's got a weird fake glow that, but it's I. There's like a similar thing. I don't know if it's exactly that, but I remember using a weapon very similar to that in the when Knights Casey of, fought in the Knights of the Old Republic game. So when Casey faced down. His old la- his old boss with the dark blade. Yep, and I win. <laughs> but yeah, that's dark blade. I win. Dark blade. I win. Uh, John Wick. I win. All right. So what do you th- what do you think will ha- occur in season two, which is already shooting? 
Yeah, they said fall 2020. So they're like, we're not messing around. We got the Disney money. We can fast track this. We can make it good. We can make it happen. John Favreau's like, yeah, I've already got my ideas. Like, yep. He like, seems to be going somewhere. Yeah. Which is where I thought they were kind of going with this one. I thought we were going to see some connection to Palpatine. I like my thought. My thought still is technically because we still don't know why uh, Moff wants the baby Yoda, except for nefarious purposes. Is that before Ray was born? Because Ray's not alive yet. No. No. Is that uh, Palpatine was trying to be resurrected earlier? And that he found out that... Spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. And we already did an episode. He's alive. The Emperor's alive. Everyone knows. It was announced in Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So, my thought is that Palpatine wants the Baby Yoda because it might be the last of its species. Or at least one of the most powerful of the species. And it was going to try to use that to resurrect itself instead of Rey. Because there is no Ray yet. He must have a high media Clorox count. <laughs> eh. And so that was my thought. And I still kind of think that's where they're working up to. Because it it makes the most sense for what we know about the the world of Star Wars after this. Yeah. But personally, like, I, I don't want them to really tie it too much to everything else. Like The only reason I think so. I mean, they will. Because they have to connect it to everything. But I just well, that want... and they're doing Marvel shows that do that. It makes they... sense that they're Star Wars ones. Well. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just as long as the thing that makes the MCU work and the thing that's going to make this Star Wars thing work again is you gotta let the person with the vision let out their vision, make it so, yeah. make it a thing. Like let him see out. This is the way. Let. John Favreau see his vision to the end and don't try to uh, pressure all of this other outside stuff like oh we want this no we want this no right now the Mandalorian is the sole focus of Star Wars right now even more than the movies like people are honed in on this more than the movies right now they don't care they don't want it they want this so this is your prime target right now is is this show and so i hope and i think it will uh i hope that the the obi-wan show mm-hmm. is uh they said it's a mini series we'll see if it goes more but i hope it's more like this well the the benefit of the obi-wan show is that it takes place um in a set period of time we know where it ends it ends with him finally training luke yeah. And approaching. So, like, for as much as all this other stuff, we, they at least really can't interfere too much with what's going on with Obi-Wan because he's not allowed to interfere with the plot. Yeah, but I, I, I meant more in the sense of, like, I just hope it's also just as grounded and, yeah. like, allowed to do its own thing. I agree. And because I'm, I'm actually more looking forward to the show even more with how well the Mandalorian is done, and also the fact that I love Obi Wan so much. Yeah. Uh, before this show, he was my favorite Star Wars character. Now he has competition. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm doing the Yoda reach. Eh. Uh, but I, I look forward to seeing what happens. I think we're gonna get a slightly wider universe, and I, I'm curious if we see other Yodas. Yeah, me too. I 
I I hope to see them uh, give some lore into this because the only other Yoda species we've seen is Yoda and one in the Knights of the Republic game. That's all we've seen. So I would I'm interested to know through the conduit of Baby Yoda to see mm-hmm. more and learn more about the species because they are very like force sensitive things. So. Uh, overall, overall, we like it very much so, and I look forward to season two. I'm really excited for it, surprisingly excited for it. Um, but what did you like best about the Mandalorian? You can let us know on Twitter or Instagram or everywhere on the internet. I am Amory by the Sea everywhere. Baby Yoda. No. Baby Yoda. No. Case Crusader. Yes. I still have Baby Yoda on the brain. <laughs> uh, please, uh, if you liked this episode, please rate and review us on all the things that you're watching and let us know what other star wars things we should talk about what other shows should we watch what is the best show that you think is coming out now should we talk about the witcher i don't know uh did you like the witcher did you like this episode of this podcast baby yoda bye, baby yoda, bye. <laughs> <laughs> dawson's creek <laughs>